morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, November 13th. On this date in 1942, during World War II, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a measure to lower the minimum draft age from 21 to 18. On this date in 1956, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down laws calling for racial segregation on public buses. That was about 11 months after Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on a Montgomery, Alabama bus. For your morning y'all trivia question, it was on this date in 1789 that a famous quotation attributed to Benjamin Franklin was born. In a letter to a friend, Franklin said there were only two things that could be said to be certain. Can you name those two things? I'll have that answer coming up. But first... Let's get a look at that Monday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Monday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvine. Grab the jackets as you head out the door early today. Upper 40s and low 50s with a mostly cloudy sky. Clouds will gradually give way to sunshine. Finally returning after a cloudy stretch and occasionally damp stretch over the past couple of days. Tomorrow, 66. Clouds start to increase again. And by Wednesday, we see the rain chance go up. A couple of hit or miss showers possible Wednesday into Thursday. And then the rain chance will start to come down. Friday into Saturday. A little warmer second half of the week, up to 76 by Friday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Ahead of, of a runoff election tonight, two candidates vying to become the mayor of the city of Charleston will have a final chance to tell voters their plans for the city's future if elected. Live 5 News is hosting a debate between incumbent mayor John Tecklenburg and challenger William Cogswell. Our Destiny Kennedy is joining us in studio this morning to tell us more about tonight's debate and that runoff election planned for next week. Destiny. Good morning, ladies. The runoff election between Mayor Tecklenburg and William Coswell comes after no candidate received more than 50% of the vote in the November 7th election. According to election rules in the city of Charleston, there needs to be more than 50% of the vote to declare a winner. And because neither candidate reached that percentage, a runoff election will happen next Tuesday, November 21st. When votes were counted last week, Coswell and Tecklenburg were set were separated by less than 3% of points, Coswell getting 34.98% of the vote and Tecklenburg 32.02%. Tonight's debate will be live on air, streamed online at 7.30 p.m. right here on Live 5 News. Our very own Raphael James will moderate the debate. Early voting from the runoff election opens this Wednesday, November 15th and closes Friday, November 18th. Voting day is November 21st. Even if you didn't vote in the last week's election, you are still eligible to vote in the runoff election. Polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. In the studio, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Thank you so much, Destiny. Some good info there. If you have a question for either candidate and you want your voice heard, you can send those questions to our Raphael James. You can email him that. Yeah, that email is right there at the bottom of your screen as raphael.james at life5news.com. We do now want to head on over to Nick Reagan in the First Alert Center, who's got some details about how those two mayoral candidates are feeling ahead of next week's runoff. Hey, Nick. Yeah, good morning, guys. Incumbent Mayor John Tecklenburg is hoping to secure his third term against former state representative William Cogswell. He's been mayor since 2016. Now, the last three mayoral elections have all gone to runoffs in the city of Charleston. Last week, we spoke with Tecklenburg about what the next few weeks look like for him. He said that that's going to be about building his supporter base. That's what's most important to him. Now, when talking about Cogswell, he said his term... 
uh, team rather is also preparing to go all out to prepare for the next two weeks. Two former opponents in the mayoral race made endorsements for the runoff election after receiving about 8% of the vote on election night. Peter Shahid endorsed Cogswell. Meanwhile, fellow former mayoral candidate Clay Middleton, he says he's backing John Tecklenburg. Now, Middleton finished third in the uh, the race in, on, in November earlier last week uh, with about 18% of the votes. Again, Live 5 is hosting that debate tonight. It's at 7.30 with Raphael James moderating. You'll be able to watch that both on air and online. The runoff election is set for next Tuesday, November 21st. Shelby. All right, Nick, thank you so much. And that is not the only runoff election happening here in the Low Country. There are two others, the City of Charleston Council District 9 race and the Folly Beach City Council race. Even if you didn't vote in the regular election this past Tuesday, if you're a registered voter in either of those districts, you can head on over to the polls again November 21st to vote in your respective race. It's not a runoff, but the race for Beaufort's next mayor is also still going on. The city's holding a special election to fill the seat on Tuesday, December 12th. But if you want to vote in this election, you'll need to register by this evening. The in-person registration deadline is 5 p.m. The online deadline is 11.59 p.m. Early voting in this election will start at the end of the month on November 27th. To the campaign trail now, Republican U.S. Senator Tim Scott is suspending his presidential campaign. The announcement reportedly took many of Scott's aides and donors by surprise. Two people close to the campaign say they were not given advance notice, even though it was becoming increasingly clear that Scott was facing an uphill battle to break through. Scott was one of five GOP hopefuls who participated in last Wednesday's debate. A Republican officials who supported the senator says Scott provided an optimistic and hopeful message but that's just not where the Republican base is right now, they claim. A nonprofit serving LGBTQ plus youth in the Tri-County area is pushing for a new community center. Our Caitlin Ashball shares more on the goals for their most recent initiative. Nonprofit leaders at We Are Family say the overall goal is to provide a safe space for LGBTQ plus youth and better access to resources and opportunities. We Are Family was created back in 1995 to deliver information and support to LGBTQ plus youth, spreading a message for understanding and acceptance in the Tri-County area. The group currently provides 12 different programs to youth up to 24 years old and under three different umbrellas, youth development and social support, community advocacy, and health and wellness. They say it's all part of their initiative to provide life-affirming and life-saving care to those who need it. A report published by the organization claims more than 1,500 people assisted between last July and June 2023. We Are Family currently shares a space with Closet Case Thrift Store in North Charleston, but with growing numbers, they'd like to expand into a larger space. Volunteer coordinators who work directly with youth say it would make them feel more comfortable and welcome in their identities. Leaders add similar spaces already do exist in other parts of the state. Greenville or Columbia, and they'd like to follow in their footsteps. And once we find the space, follow the dreams that the youth have for it, because ultimately they're the center of the organization. And so I think if we you know, try our best to follow through on what they want, we'll create what the community needs at large. Leaders say the community center is only a portion of the developments they hope to accomplish within the next year. In the newsroom, Caitlin Ashbaugh, Life 5 News. We now know the name of the man killed in a downtown Charleston shooting last week. The Charleston County Coroner's Office says 34-year-old Wesley Francis died in that shooting. The Charleston Police Department responded to the Circle K on Meeting Street around 5 o'clock on Friday morning for reports of gunshots. Officers say when they got there, they found a man who'd been shot and killed.
Tyler Hayward is charged with Francis's murder and a weapons charge in connection with that shooting. He's currently being held at the Charleston County Jail. In Columbia now, Richland County deputies are investigating a fire and riot at the Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center. All 40, 40 inmates were detained in connection with last night's incident. Officials say there were no injuries to law enforcement or detainees. Deputies say they and fire crews responded to the jail around 8 p.m. regarding a fire allegedly started by multiple inmates. Investigators believe the inmates ignited bedsheets and then armed themselves with blunt objects that soon turned into a riot. Earlier this month, the U.S. Department of Justice opened an investigation into the troubled facility based on what they're calling credible allegations that conditions there may have violated inmates' civil rights. Authorities in Texas say several people were shot, including children, at a popular Houston-area flea market. Five people were shot around 6.30 last night following an argument that ended in gunfire. Two minors and three adults were shot and taken to nearby hospitals for treatment. Officials say one of those children died, but there's no word on the condition of the other victims. Officials say the incident does not appear to be a targeted attack. At this time, we're seeing that or we're hearing that this started because there was a disturbance between two individuals at the flea market that resulted in gunfire. I'm not sure if they both had firearms, if one person had firearms. I do not know the number of rounds that were fired, but it appears as though it was two subjects that got involved in a disturbance, and that's what resulted in the shootings. It does not appear to be any kind of targeted attack on the flea market. As of right now, nobody's been taken into custody. It's unclear if police know the identities of the people involved in the argument that led to that shooting. Police in Austin, Texas, are mourning the loss of two officers who died in the line of duty. Authorities say Officer Jorge Pastore was gunned down in an ambush while responding to a call for help at a home. Another officer who was not identified was hurt in the incident. About 100 community members and city officials held a candlelit vigil last night to remember Pastore. Austin officials say a second officer died Saturday in a separate unrelated incident, but no cause of death was given. An escaped inmate in Augusta, Georgia, is now back behind bars. Authorities say 37-year-old Jennifer Barnwell was found at a home in Augusta early yesterday morning. Large amounts of drugs were reportedly also found inside of that house. Barnwell is the third of four inmates who escaped from the Bibb County Detention Center back on October 16th. The FBI says the only inmate who remains on the run is 52-year-old Joey Fournier. At the top of the podcast, I told you that on this date in 1789, Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter to a friend in which he said only two things could be certain. You're right if you guess those two certainties are death and taxes. Celebrating birthdays this Monday, actor Chris Knoth is 69, actress Whoopi Goldberg is 68, comedian Jimmy Kimmel is 56, and actor Steve Zahn is 56. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.